Um, the mastress hasn't started yet, so that's good that y'all came this morning. Well, yeah, I guess it has, but not for us. Um, that's that's right. That's, that's what's good. See everybody back there on their phones. Yeah, do a little <laughs> a little scrolling. Well, let me um, let let me pray, and then we'll um, we'll we'll jump in. Uh, most gracious and ever living God, we give you thanks. We give you praise for this opportunity to gather in your name. Uh, as always, most gracious God, we recognize. Uh, our need for you, our absolute dependence upon you. And even as we recognize that, most gracious God, we likewise give you thanks and praise that you're a God, uh, not only who extends love and grace to us, but a God who seeks us. Uh, and that in your, uh, your love, your grace, your mercy, through your Son, Jesus, you have restored us in relationship with you, our Heavenly Father. Be in the midst of us, we pray, through the power and the presence of your Holy Spirit, that you would um, guide and direct us, and that ultimately, this morning, most gracious God, we might hear from you, and that you might uh, shape and fashion us which, with the life that's found available in you alone. And all this we ask now, all this we pray, in the name of your Son, who is Jesus Christ our Lord. Amen. Amen. Well, as, um, as I did last week, uh, I'll, I'll start with a few disclaimers. Um, and, and one is one is this, and this is something I um, I share all the time. Actually, it's kind of um, I thought it was funny. Uh, maybe you will, maybe you won't. I I, I was uh, part of a I was a presenter for a workshop yesterday. It was a, it was a healing workshop, and Kathy Logue and I were there as representatives of um, the Advent House Ministry, that wonderful um, prayer ministry. One of our intercessors, a couple of our intercessors, uh, right over here. And um, but anyway, I, I started off by. My presentation, they mentioned, you know, we welcome the Reverend Canon Craig Smalley with his many years of ministry and so forth and so on. And and the reality is, um, and I shared this with them, I said, you know, part of the um, part of my personal anxiety, and I think it's not just mine, but it's um, a human nature anxiety. One of my anxieties is, you know, one day people are going to realize that I have no idea what I'm talking about. You know, they mentioned, you know, all these years of experience and so forth. And I just, you know, we kind of, I think we all live in that fear of like, one day people are going to know. Um, the word's going to get out, and they're going to be like, "This guy has no idea um, what he's what he's talking about." So that's that's kind of a confidence builder um, for what I'm about to share with y'all um, at, at this time. But but also to say, you know, once once again, uh, as as we begin, what I do know, uh, and there's another great story about um, a clergyman that was uh, ending. Well, he's, he was nearing the end of his life, and, and people began to ask him, basically, um, they trying to politely, you know, you're kind of slipping. Um, when, you, when are you going to hang it up? And he says, well, I'll, I'll, I'll continue my ministry as long as I, as I know two things. Um, one, um, that I'm a great sinner, um, and two, that we have a great Savior. Um, and so, um, to some degree, uh, of that I'm certain, uh, of that I can tell you without any reservation, that, that we're great sinners um, and that we're people who are deeply and desperately in need of our great Savior. Um, and so um, beyond that, uh, we, we enter the realm of speculation. So uh, let me say, um, as we begin today, um, the phenomenal message of the gospel, which, um, which is over and above uh, everything else, the, the message that, that yes, um, we're great saviors, but we have an even greater Savior, uh, who in His love and His grace and His mercy um, seeks us. And He's the one... 
that gives life to us. He's the one that gives love and that gives grace and that gives mercy and enables us, uh, perhaps maybe in some way, um, to share that love, that grace, that mercy, that reconciliation with one another uh, because we all um, deeply, desperately need it um, in our lives. Uh, we need it in our relationships, whether they be with parents, with siblings, with spouses, with aunts and uncles, with, with whomever. Um, it's, it's a tremendous need for us. A little recap from, um, from last week. Uh, it's always kind of one of those, um, this is what I tried to say. Um, I, th- I think I'm not exactly sure what I said last week, um, but, but what I was trying to say um, last week was this. The opportunity for, for theology um, and, and theology being uh, talking about God or our understanding of God, God's character, and God's character and relationship with you and with me, the opportunity for that to, be ha- to have an impact um, on our lives, uh, and, and not just to have an impact, but to have real power um, in, in our relationships and, and to bring that power uh, of, of healing, to bring uh, his, his grace to bear, to bring the good news um, to bear, to bring the hope that we have in God. We, we talked a little bit about um, theology and, and its opportunity um, to shape and to fashion us, and, and again, to bring hope and good news to our life and to our relationships. Um, and, and one of the things we said, um, which uh, again I think is helpful to remember, and, and the first thing um, is, is this, uh, the, the belief uh, in the fall, um, the belief uh, in sin. Uh, and, and why is that important? Why is that helpful to recognize um, that it affects me, um, that it affects you, that it affects the people that we live in relationship with? And so it, it we don't have to be shocked when people behave badly. Uh, we don't have to be shocked to some degree when we um, behave badly. We can't say, I can't believe that. Um, um, the, the reality is, is, that we're, is that in many ways, we're people who are affected by sin. There's the, there's the presence of that brokenness um, in the world. And I, and I think that helps us um, to recognize that in our own lives, to recognize that in the lives of others, because there's the opportunity and the recognition of sin and the recognition of our need um, for a Savior to perhaps have some patience uh, and some grace in the ways that we deal with one another uh, and the ways that, um, that, w- that we extend a certain grace and patience um, to others because um, we recognize that we're all people who are deeply, desperately uh, in need of that grace, uh, in need of mercy, in need of forgiveness. The recognition that we need it in our own lives, there's the opportunity when the theological reality that settles in our mind to hopefully begin to move to our heart uh, and affect the ways that we relate um, with other people, hopefully with some grace, um, with some patience, um, with uh, some mercy. Secondly, uh, I mentioned that our our salvation is accomplished by God's grace. Uh, And you've you've probably heard that around here um, a a time or two. Uh, And it's it's important. And why is it important uh, in, in family relationships or just in any relationships, the recognition that our salvation comes by grace says to us that God has given to us an unmerited love and an unmerited um, mercy. Uh, he's, he's given to us gifts that we haven't earned uh, and that we didn't deserve, and yet he's extended those to us. And once again, the, the recognition of that perhaps begins to give the opportunity for us to um, share that with others. And then lastly, um, this, and I hope this one of the things that I hope you'll hear today and I hope you'll walk away with today um, is, is a sense of hope um, in your own life and a sense of hope 
in relationships in which you find yourselves because um, there, there's, <laughs> hey, there's plenty in life that can be discouraging. Um, y'all may have noticed. Um, so um, a, a word of hope about um, the, the power of God and, and ultimately that God is a God who works through death and resurrection. Uh, and and what, that, what that says is this, is that first and foremost, there's nothing that's too big for God. Uh, and there's, there's no situation um, that's too um, large for God to move in. There's nothing that's too much for him. Um, so we certainly um, have people um, in our own lives. Uh, I know I've been that person for other people at times. Thank God, will you ever um, move? Will you ever work um, in his or her life? Will you ever bring any resolution or, or healing or reconciliation in this relationship? To say that God is a God um, who works through death and resurrection, one says that nothing is too large, um, no situation is too large for him to move in. Uh, and I think that, uh, once again, the reality of that can hopefully um, give to us hope. And, and I'll also say this, because I think it also applies, and I don't mean this in a, in a cliche way, and, and I'm concerned, I don't want to sound cliche in the sense of, well, you just need to let go, dude, just, you know, let go and it'll all be, uh, it'll all be fine. Um, let me ask you, how, how does that work out for you? If I just say, hey, let go um, and just trust God. Um, it's sincere uh, and it's and it's uh, and it's and it's true, but at the same time, I had my seminary chaplain, Churchill Gibson, was um, uh, he was um, he was a he was a funny guy. Um, he was um, uh, he was a, a, a Virginian through and through, but uh, Churchill was a funny guy. But I remember one time he was talking about um, uh, you know the the poem Footprints. Uh, footprints in the stand. He was. He was. He said, I, he said. I can't stand that tacky poem. He said. I just. I. I can't stand it. He said. You know. You, he said. The main reason I can't stand it. He said because it's true. Uh, and it just bugs me that it's so tacky and it's and, and it's true. It actually brought him back um, from South Carolina. Uh, I brought him that on a nice piece of. Uh, I got it at the Stuckies. You know. Uh, <laughs> I, I pulled in for a couple of pecan rolls and um, and, I, and I and I and I saw it there on a nice piece of South Carolina pine. Um, and yeah, brought him the uh, the good old um, brought him the good old yeah footprints um, just so he could have it for his office. He was the same guy that when I arrived there at um, Virginia Seminary said, uh, uh, "Mr. Smalley, we have something in common." And I, you know, I thought, well, what in the world is that? He said, um, "There's a valley of humility between our two mountains of conceit." Um, so coming from South Carolina, from Virginia. Um, I don't know that North Carolina is a valley of humility, but uh, but anyway, that's that's what he had to say. But the but as far as death and resurrection, the realization that there is the certain amount of um, Robert Capon. Anybody ever read any Robert Capon? I'm, I'm shocked um, that y'all haven't um, read any Robert Capon. Um, he's actually available in our bookstore um, if you want. But he wrote um, three great books that are now have been well, he wrote actually a lot more, but they've been combined into one. The parables of grace, the parables of judgment, the parables of the kingdom, and they're really they're they're they're, they're fabulous uh, books. But anyway, Robert Capon is his name. But I remember he wrote something one time that was provocative, and he wrote more than a few things that are provocative because he really is a proclaimer of God's grace, which which really ultimately is provocative um, and is and is challenging. But what he said is this: He said God God can do nothing with your life, and you know of course. You, know, you may say, well, what, what, do you, what do you mean by this? He said, yeah, he said, God can do nothing with your life. But he said, he can do everything with your death. Um, because God is a God who works through um, death and resurrection. And, and, and what do I hope to say by that? What I hope to say by that is, is this, is that there is a certain amount of 
not a cliche, gosh, you just need to let go and trust God. And as, as absolutely, completely um, true as that is. But often in our lives, and let me ask you this, and y'all can share or not share or not or not not or whatever. But um, have you found in your lives that when you let go of the, you prayerfully let go of the control of a situation, uh, or you prayerfully let go of of an expectation of the way um, that things need to be and the way that things um, have to work out, uh, do you sometimes find in your lives when you do that, God's able to move miraculously uh, in that particular situation, in that particular relationship, in that particular situation when you've let go that sort of white-knuckled um, death grip um, on the situation, that, that God is a God who moves through um, through death and resurrection. When we Often when we let go of the outcome, we let go of our certainty that we know how things need to be resolved, and instead say, you know what, Lord, I, I'm, I'm entrusting this to you. Uh, I'm entrusting him to you. I'm entrusting um, her to you. I'm entrusting um, this relationship um, with you uh, and praying that you will move in the situation. Um, Paula's mother, um, Connie, is, uh, is, is a fabulous uh, example of, of, of that type of person um, over the years. A, a, tremendous, um, <laughs> a tremendous person of faith. Um, who over the years uh, has in so many ways uh, exemplified that uh, just for us. I know in, uh, in the lives of her family, she so wonderfully and so powerfully um, exemplified that for us um, again and again and again. Well, um, that's kind of, um, kind of by way of recap, kind of by way, it's a long recap, um, kind of by way of introduction um, to what we're going to talk about today. Um, the the um, the way that God works, the, the theology shaping our, our hearts and our lives, um, the ability to um, let go of, of some of the non-essentials um, in order that God um, might be able um, to move. The next thing I'd like to say, kind of three more things today. Uh, there's a, I wish I had it. There was a great cartoon I saw years ago, uh, and it was uh, this cartoon drawing. It was this big uh, auditorium, and... There was, uh, there was an acronym, it was um, ACOMP, um, and they saw this huge auditorium in it. There were two people um, sitting out in the auditorium, and then you know, down below it said, Adult Children of Normal Parents. Um, so um, for, for starters, let me say um, that um, there, I think we tend to, um, one of the challenges I think for us is is expectations. We tend to think, you know what, um, a lot of my relationships are a mess, but I look at these other people and they seem to have it pretty together. Um, and I'm sure that their lives are are much more together um, than my lives. Their you know their families are much more together, and you know their marriage is much more together. You know they seem to get along with their siblings or whatever. And, and the reality is is that um, as a friend of mine likes to say, everybody has their bag of marbles. Um, the reality is um, is that there's there one, obviously, there's a lot more um, beyond the surface, and and the reality is is that there's no um, there's no relationships, there's no families, there's nothing out there with, with without issues. Um, it just it, it's so one to sort of uh, disabuse ourselves of the desire to compare, uh, because let me ask you also, how's that worked out for you? Um, you know, comparison, say, gosh, I wish we were more like, you know, I wish we were more like. 
um, the so-and-sos because they seem to have it um, they seem to have it all together or you know that's leads to either frustration or despair which are two you know very productive emotions um, or uh, on, on the other end of the spectrum would would be to say well you know I thank God we're not like the so-and-sos um, <laughs> Uh, which, which sort of similarly um, leads to uh, leads to pride and judgment and condescension, which likewise are just very effective um, in, in really shaping us as as healthy um, people that people like to be around. Um, so um, there's 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 that as well. So one um, the the recognition that there that there's a that there's a brokenness out there that that we all are people in need of of, of healing and of restoration. Um, secondly, I want to talk about um, the 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 power of the power of prayer and that um that that life and relationships are uh, are a marathon and not a sprint um i you know we we're kind of in a i mean i i grew up on tv um you know i mean to some degree who of us who of us didn't to some degree grow up uh, as as americans you know at least you know we we grew up with tv where you know where things are resolved in 30 minutes or less um and and you know um, that, and I often want life to work like a sitcom. You know, let me just go ahead and I'll just, and I'll say the right words, and they'll have the right response, and then it'll go ahead and it'll be resolved in 30 minutes, and then we'll go to get a snack, um, and we'll kind of go on with things. So, but no, the, the 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 fact that you know relationships in life, it, it's it's a marathon, not a sprint. And then lastly, um, kind of to hammer to some degree once again that God works through death and resurrection. Um, so. Um, a little bit uh, now of kind of, in some ways, kind of a, a, a pilgrim on a on a journey talk. Share a little bit about myself, and Paula can uh, welcome you to jump in, and you can tell them when I'm when I'm lying, and um, you know when it's actually much worse than what I'm saying. Um, you can tell one of the reasons behind this whole thing is um, you know sacrificial love and, and, and family relationships is in many ways. Uh, I mean, in in most ways, I mean, ultimately the, the the credit is ultimately God's. But the reality is, is that I'm standing here with you today, um, and and that I have um, the 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 faith that I have, uh, which is sometimes strong, sometimes weak. Um, but anyway, the 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 faith that I do have is is ultimately a gift of God. But but I have it because um, my parents uh, wonderfully, powerfully, uh, and very very imperfectly. Um, demonstrated sacrificial love uh, in, in their relationship with me. And so part of, I guess, what I hope to share today and, and hope that y'all will hear is the, 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 the power of it, um, the power of it in people's lives. Uh, bishop Salmon, who is our bishop in South Carolina, we, we quote often, he's one of those, he's one of the few really wise people um, I've, I've met, uh, a real sort of, in my opinion, a godly gift of wisdom that that Bishop Salmon has, and I remember one time he said, um, he he said uh, he said a lot of funny things too. But one of the things he said was he said uh, he said we love our children not so they'll love us back, um, but so that they'll love their children. And um, as I say that, let me say I I want my kids to love me. Um, that, that's kind of you know that's that's kind of important to me. But I, but I thought that was an interesting. Um, an interesting statement and and uh, and 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 a true statement uh, love given w- without uh, a demand on its return um, a, a love that's given without a demand uh, on its on its return 
Um, and, he, and he said, you know, we, we love our children, you know, not so that they'll love us back, but so that they'll love, that they in turn will love their children. And as I say, more often than not, it does return to us. But I, I think that in of itself, his statement, very much a, very much a faith statement um, that, that God's sufficient to fill us, that God's sufficient to provide for us, that, that we're able to give and we're able to love without the uh, excessive anxiety of, am I going to get it back um, in, in return? Am I, am I getting the return uh, on my investment here? Um, and, and it's kind of like the analogy, the, the wonderful biblical analogy of planting seeds. You know, some, some plant the seeds, um, others nurture the seeds, others uh, get to see them come to fruition. We, uh, and let me just say that that applies not just to, not just to children if, if you have children, but it applies in our relationships with other people as well. It's, it's kind of like the whole idea of um, it, it, it has a power that we don't see. Um, we, we, we extend love, we extend um, mercy and reconciliation and kindness and, and grace and forgiveness, etc., that it, that it might travel forward uh, in, in, in other relationships, that, that the work of God's kingdom um, might go forth. And sometimes God wonderfully reveals the results of it to us. Other times we, uh, we, we, we take it in faith. I was talking to a guy yesterday. We were patting ourselves on what fine people we are because we actually mow our own yards. You know, we were saying, you know, we're, you know, we're, 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 gr- we're great. We're, you know, are, are, aren't we fabulous? But one of the things we talked about is, and I do it for you, sweetie. Um, that's really why I, that's, that, that's, that's really, yeah, exactly. Actually, the reason I mow my own yard is because, um, it's it's embarrassing when I don't because it's all green weeds and if I let it go, then if I keep it mowed real short, it looks respectable. Um, at least um, you know it's not the the neighborhood eyesore. But when I don't, it's like we it's kind of very lovely and wild. There's all these sort of wildflowers and things which which pop up. So I guess I'm confessing that's really why um, primarily I mow it. But we were talking about it's you know so nice that we mow on yards because um, unlike so many things in life, there's a you know there's a definite end result. You know, it's like it looked like this when I started, and, you know, 15 minutes later, it looks like this. It's like, you know, at least I have some sense of accomplishment um, in my life, some, something that's recognizable um, that, that's a little better um, after I touched it. So that's, that's, uh, that's all part of it. But um, in my own life, uh, I was, um, and you know, some of y'all have, have, have heard this before, and I don't need to... Um, uh, dwell on on all the details, but um, I was um, as as a teen, and Paula uh, Paula was there um, for much of this. Um, she was um, um, praise God, one of the good influences in my life. But I was not uh, an exemplary child um, or an exemplary um, teen. Uh, in many ways, um, I know you're shocked. Um, in many ways, um, in many ways, um, just the opposite. And, and again, not to uh, overly dwell, but you know, I, um, I was going to say I fell in with the wrong crowd, but I think the reality is I was the wrong crowd, um, and other people, <laughs> other people fell in with me. Um, and, and yeah, exactly. I was, and that's why exactly I was the guy. I didn't want my son hanging around, um, or, or you know, or, or my daughters or whomever. I was that kid. Um, and um, and you know, we the whole. You know, drugs and and alcohol and and just the whole, the 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 whole the whole deal there, um, very much, uh, uh, very much a, a part of all that. And in many ways, um, 
you know, it's interesting uh, as, as well, um, uh, the human nature's penchant for self-destruction, um, uh, just, you know, going down self-destructive paths um, and, uh, you know, sort of um, willfully, um, repeatedly, that was kind of the one consistent um, in my life was the, was the uh, disposition toward um, uh, self-destructive behavior. And, and I can remember my parents um, wonderfully, um, uh, and I'd say they were, um, they were like Paul and I now. Um, they, they didn't know what they were doing. They hadn't, you know, they hadn't necessarily had the classes, but, um, but here you are. Um, you're, you're parents now, and you find yourself uh, in, this, in this situation, and it's, and it's on the job learning um, that you're just, you're, you're there. And one of the things that I, and, and I'll say, all of this is in retrospect. Um, I didn't at the time say, you know what, Mom and Dad, I'm so grateful um, for your sacrificial love. You know, I mean, it really has helped bring me to Jesus, um, and it's made me appreciate you more. Uh, and I just want you all to know that. Uh, that that was actually not um, happening. It was just sort of as you as you might imagine. You know, it was the it was the constant um, it was the constant clashing. But but what, the things that that were that were and that are memorable, and and that again really helped uh, in many ways um, shape me, fashion me. Um, save me, bring me um, to faith was a combination of things. One, um, as you might imagine with parents, um, they, they, never, they never condoned um, the actions or the self-destructive uh, patterns or, or, or behaviors or, or what have you. They didn't say, well, you know, yeah, oh well, you know, that's just, that's just the way it is. That's just the way um, he is. There was, there was never that. The thing that was so powerful was uh, in many ways, and I guess to some degree it's kind of uh, teen behavior, mine just was a little more excessive. You know, to some degree with teens, or, or just people in general, oftentimes it seems we want to push folks to see um, if there's a breaking point. You know, can I, can I, you know, again, when Paul says, you know, I don't do the things I want to do and I, and I you know, I, I don't do the things I want to do and I find myself doing the things I don't want to do, there's that sort of to some degree, intrinsic in human nature, we kind of push things in a way that we know we shouldn't push them, and yet we're pushing them all the same, or we're looking for that breaking point. Uh, and and I, Lord knows, I pushed them, uh, and yet we we never got to that point. There was there, never that point, and there was you know, plenty of slamming doors and yelling and you know, knockdown, drag out battles and and so forth and so on. It wasn't just we we're having prayer meetings. Um, there was a lot of um, you know, there was a lot a lot of fireworks um, that went on. Um, with with all of this, but but the thing that there was there was never that breaking point. There was never that you know what we've had it. Forget it. You do what you want. You you go. You do your own thing. You go your own way. We've we've had it. It's your life. You just um, we're 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 through with you. We've washed our hands of you. We're you know we're 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 done with this. There was never um, there was never um, that that point. And as I say, I. Uh, I, I certainly uh, I certainly pushed, and yet I never uh, reached that. And and as I say, um, that was that was sacrificial love, uh, powerful powerful sacrificial love on their part. Why? Because one, um, I uh, even though even though I was their son, and parents are supposed to love their children. I mean, it's kind of an expectation. Um, it, it certainly, it certainly wasn't a love I was earning in any in any particular shape or fashion, and, and they could have easily, um, in many ways, sort of justifiably said, you know what, we, we we tried, you know, we can't, 
There, there's only there's only so much we can do. We we can't take it anymore. We've, we've reached our we've reached our threshold. This is um, this is it. You know, we'll we'll pray for you. Uh, we've we've sort of washed our hands of you here. There was there was never that point. There was that um, very imperfect but yet steadfast um, sacrificial love that that continued to pursue me. Uh, that that continued to seek me. That that yes, got very angry with me, but never. Never closed the door on me. Never closed the door um, on that relationship. And as I say, I, I, this is redundant, but um, I mean, it was it was all very, very imperfect. And so, as we as we talk about this and as we reflect on this, let me just say, you know, once again, going back to the point, it's not going to be like on the TV shows where you get it right um, on the first time, uh, oftentimes, and 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 things are things are quickly resolved. But but I think for them. It was a deep wellspring of, of, of faith that enabled them to live in that way in relationship with me. And it was ultimately um, that which enabled me for the finally, um, kind of as I, as I began to get into college, um, the things that I'd heard about through the scriptures um, began to resonate and come alive in a way um, which, which, again, led me to the ultimate um, Love and the ultimate reconciliation and the ultimate healing, which we all need, which is in our relationship, uh, in our relationship with God. Um, you know, when I when I heard about um, God's steadfast faith, when I heard about His uh, forgiveness, when I heard about His mercy, when I heard about a God who um, pursues us and desires to be uh, in a relationship with us, it you know it it moved from from theoretical um, to very very uh, very real. Um, in in my life, and so I, I, I guess in some ways I, I share that with you all to say um, that they um, that that sacrificial love has pro- has power uh, to bring life and to bring new life, uh, and 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 that it ultimately does work, and that oftentimes it takes a long time um, for it to work. This was. Uh, this was years and years, and, and, I, and I really think it was it was God alone that gave them the the, the grace and perseverance. Because you know I did have two sisters, uh, so they did have some other um, responsibilities in there as well. And of course, um, having two sisters, there was never any drama or need from them. So it was all sort of very smooth. Um, otherwise, so there was you know there's a lot going on, and you know of course now that I'm a parent with three kids, you know there's the additional. Um, you know, you just you just think about it. Um, you know, as a parent, you're you're paying the bills now, and you're thinking about the various stresses and the challenges of just you know, day to day, making this add up and making this meet, and you know, uh, uh, robbing from Peter to pay Paul, uh, et, et cetera. Uh, there was all of that going on as well, and yet um, there was this consistent um, sacrificial love, the steadfast love that that continued to flow forth, and and the way that that um, uh, again, the way that 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 healed, um, the way that that healed us in our relationship, uh, and also ultimately, most importantly, um, which is great, the way that that ultimately um, led me to a led me to a place of faith, um, which is which is the greatest gift that we can give to anyone. Um, in their very imperfect way, um, they they showed me the message of the gospel. They showed me the message of the gospel um, in our in our relationship, uh, and and that brought about the new life. And let me say this, because this is something that I think is is very very important for them and 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 for you and for me as well. 
um, they, they didn't do it on their own power. Uh, if, if we try to go out and say, you know what, doggone it, um, I'm going to quit being so selfish um, and self-centered, and I'm just, I'm just going to be this sacrificial love kind of guy, um, this sacrificial love kind of gal. And, you know, people are going to say, I wish I, were, I wish I were more like them. They really are. So if we go out and we try to do it on our own power, I mean, we're going to fall fast. Um, we're <laughs> we're going to fall fast. Um, we're we're going to fall um, hard. We're we're not sufficient um, to do it in and of our in and of ourselves. We're there is the ability to do it. There is a there is a power made available, but we have to draw from the source. Um, we have to draw from the source uh, of of God, uh, of of His power, of His um, power being made perfect in our weakness, of His grace um, being sufficient for us. One of you know, of course. 2 Corinthians um, is, is that wonderful place where, where Paul writes about you know, praying to God to remove the thorn from his flesh. And, of course, you remember um, the response he got from Jesus you know, was basically no. Um, um, my grace is sufficient for you, though, and my power is made perfect um, in, in weakness. And, and I guess to some degree, um, let me ask you all, uh, do you have a particular person, a particular relationship that is... When I, when I mention the thorn, is there is there a, a person or is there someone that uh, that, that comes to mind for you? Um, or on the other hand, as I say that, do you think, yeah, I think I'm so-and-so's thorn. Um, yeah. um, I look at Paula and I just think, yeah, God bless you, I'm your thorn. Um, so <laughs> you have, I'm, I'm joking, I hope. Um, but uh, but as, I, as I say that, we draw from... Um, the source that is God. I mean, He alone—it's—it's it's from the communion with Him. It's from the relationship with Him. It's—it's it's from our um, prayers to Him. It's from our fellowship with Him. It's from our fellowship within um, the community of faith that—that—that that, that we draw um, the living waters, um, which are sufficient for us. Jesus used that analogy. You know, I'm, I'm the vine; you are the branches. And apart from me, um, you can do nothing. What is—what is the well? Um, to begin to experience that in our lives, the, the well is Jesus. I mean, he's the one ultimately um, that, that is able to fill us, is able to heal us, is able to begin to enable us in any shape or form to begin to do that in our relationship with other people. And also the wonderful knowledge as well, likewise 2 Corinthians, and this is 2 Corinthians 4, one of my favorite portions of Scripture where, where Paul talks about um, how we're, we're, we're pressed, but we're not crushed. We're persecuted, we're not abandoned. We're struck down, um, but we're not destroyed. He said, we have this treasure uh, in these jars of clay. Uh, and, and the jars of clay he's talking about are you and me, um, these, these earthen vessels. We have this treasure in jars of clay that, that people might know that the all-surpassing power is from God uh, and, and not from us. Uh, there is a tremendous freedom for us when we seek to when we experience the sacrificial love which God makes available to us, we seek to share that in our relationships with other people. There's a tremendous power um, to see new life come about, to see healing um, take place. Again, sometimes we see it sooner, sometimes it's uh, it's a marathon. But there's um, the importance of recognizing that that power comes from God and not from us. Um, that that we that we that we draw from Him. Um, that we're able to give and forgive because we're people who've been who've been loved and who've been forgiven. Um, God works, um, and, he, and he, desires, um, he desires to work, um, he desires to work in our lives. Um, that's, uh, he desires to do so in a way which is, 
which is gracious, um, not not in any way, uh, not in any way grudging. I'll share one final story, and then any thoughts or questions y'all have, I invite. Sir Thomas More received a letter uh, from his daughter, and uh, she was, you know, it's kind of funny how times don't change. Um, she was asking him for money, um, so it's kind of funny, you know. Regardless of, uh, there's this great quote also. Uh, 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 from from Aristotle, um, where he's talking about youth of today. You know, they don't respect their elders and the way that they dress and the etc. You know, it's kind of funny. You know, it's just kind of like the 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 consistency of human nature and relationships and so forth. But anyway, Sir Thomas More's daughter's writing him asking him for money, uh, and and his letter in response says, you know, my you know my 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 dear daughter, you you act uh, you ask far too tentatively uh, from a father. Um, who is, you know, more ready to give than, than you are to ask. Um, and I thought, well, I don't remember getting of those letters in college, you know. <laughs> Craig, my son, uh, I love you. How much? Um, you know, whatever. But, but it, was, it's a, it was a wonderful letter. He wrote back to his daughter and said, look, you're, why are you coming to me so attentively? I'm your, I'm your dad. I love you. I, I, uh, what do you need? Um, uh, I, I love to help you out. And, and what I'd like to say is this. That, that's the type of heavenly father that we have. Um, you know, when we come to him for those good gifts, um, for the resources necessary um, for our lives and the resources necessary for our relationships, it, it doesn't mean that, you know, we just say a prayer and then it's easy after that. But it, we do know that we have a Heavenly Father who is gracious beyond our wildest dreams uh, and who desires um, to be more than sufficient for us, who desires to enable us um, um, to be people who, uh, people who love, people who give, people who um, build up people um, who are um, sustained uh, in our lives, and he, and he desires to share these gifts with us, not in a not in a grudging way, uh, but in a gracious way. Uh, Jesus Himself said, I've, "I've come that you have, you might have life and have it um, abundantly." Um, the desire uh, of a God who loves us sacrificially, who desires to fill us and enable us, uh, that we might, in some way, drawing from His power. Uh, to have that in our relationships with one another and experience the true joy, the true um, freedom, and, and the true healing which he desires to make available to us. Um, any questions, any comments, uh, any rebuttals? Um, How does your uh, attendance at the Citadel fit into this? You know, um, in all honesty, um, I really am not... Personal desire for penance uh, was part of my reason for going to the Citadel. I did go on a soccer scholarship, but I had um, but I had opportunities to go places that were better teams and were a lot more fun. Uh, but, um, but, but really, yeah, in large part, part of going to the Citadel really was, I mean, it's funny, part of it was my recognition of, of my past and my need um, for a place like that. I mean, I, at 18, of course, I had no, I was clueless. Um, but at the same time, I did realize that if I, for instance, gone to South Carolina, which was one of the other considerations, I would have been home in a few months, um, very likely. And, you know, um, working at the big star, um, and going to, you know, the community college. So there was part of the realization of my need, um, for a place like that. And really, you know, I, I think as I look back, there's, there was very much a part of me as well. You know, my parents, I, I was so grateful to them that I, that I really thought, you know, my parents would have loved me wherever I went, but I thought, you know, this would be, they'd probably really appreciate this. This would probably be, you know. So it was partially recognition of need and partially was kind of a, uh, in many ways, kind of a thank you. Not that they expected it, wanted it, 
In fact, my dad took me back after the official recruiting visit, took me back just the two of us and said, are you, are you, sure, are you sure about this? You know, the, you know, and in fact, he specifically said, look, you don't have to do this. Um, so it's kind of, you know, it's kind of one of those. So yeah, but I really do. I mean, it was, in many ways was a, and again, not that they wanted it, but it was a, one, a recognition of me, and two, was a way of saying thanks. Um, Paula tried to get me to take Jack over to the Citadel um, just so he could check it out. And I mentioned it to him. I said, Jack, you want to go over and visit the Citadel? He said, Dad, I'm not in trouble. Uh, and I said, well, I, just said, I never said you were in trouble. But And then I looked, and I thought, okay, he wants to go in-state, or I could try and talk him into going to the Citadel where he doesn't want to go, and it's twice as expensive. So we never made that trip um, over to the Citadel. We said, no, that's in-state is great. Um, yes. <laughs> Did you make the transition of the you know, real, realization of your drugs and all of mm-hmm. that on your own, or was that something you got into to college or the Citadel, and then you just said, you know, this is my wake-up call. I realize I really don't need all yeah. this. You just said, or was there somebody else besides your parents? You'd realize, you know, yeah. love from them, but was there sure. somebody else that... Yeah, there are there are a lot there are, there are a number of people. Primarily, mom and dad. Um, yeah. You know, very much primarily mom and dad. And again, it really kind of senior year. And and Paula can uh, elaborate on this because she was there with me. Uh, we we were classmates in high school. Um, Paula was a was a was a a big and positive um, influence on me. And my and my parents were a big and positive. And also had a, a club soccer coach, um, Joe Caffrey, that was a Catholic priest. That that sort of likewise was a real. Um, powerful presence in, in my life and a lot of the guys on the team. So there was there were a number of um, healthy influences, you know, gracious uh, influences in my life. Uh, and so senior year, things really began to move in, in a big way. But, you know, as I say, like so many things, you don't just, it was a process of years. It wasn't just a sudden um, awakening. But it was in college, I would say, in many ways, kind of, um, I began, you know, going to chapel because it was such a harsh environment. I had a great college chaplain there, Lim Robertson, who was um, likewise the power of God working through very sort of, um, I always say this in the most complimentary way. He, there was nothing particularly, um, uh, Lim Robertson wasn't a grand figure. You know, he wasn't this, you know, big sort of charismatic person or et cetera, et cetera. He was just a really genuine, faithful um, servant of God. He was in his 70s, so he wasn't current. You know, he wasn't, you know, in touch with the kids or anything like that. He was just a real man of God. Um, and, and he likewise, you know, had a huge impact in, in my life and in the lives of the other guys there at the Citadel as well. And that there was a, there was a haven uh, in the midst of a very um, harsh environment. And so that was another factor Sort of, you know, Father Caffrey and, and, and Father Robertson and Mom and Dad and Paula, and, you know, these were all sort of powerful influences. And also, I would say this as well, you know, ultimately the work of the Holy Spirit leading me to a place of repentance as well. You know, the recognition, because um, reconciliation, repentance is, is, is a crucial step in reconciliation. Uh, and really, rec- repentance is, is a loving gift from God. Um, because ultimately, uh, repentance leads us leads us away from death and destruction, and leads us um, to to life and to wholeness. So, I mean, it's, to some degree, the Holy Spirit as well. Not that I'm suddenly um, uh, no longer, uh, but you know, cured of all sin. But I mean, the realization that you know what, man, I've been a 
I've been a real self-centered jerk. Um, and again, that's a wonderful work of the Holy Spirit. You know, I've caused a lot of duress uh, and, and hurt in the lives of people that I love and, and, and that love me. And so, you know, again, that's, that's not a, that's the work of the Holy Spirit that led me to that. That wasn't an 18 year old suddenly saying, hmm, I really have been selfish. Um, no, that was, that was definitely, that's, I have an 18 year old who I love, but yeah, that's the work of the Holy Spirit um, to, uh, to lead an eight year old to say, you know, I've really been selfish. Um, yeah, I, I want to be different. Yeah. Well, thank you. I guess it's time. Um, Thank you for coming. It's awesome. Uh, such a blessing to see all of y'all. And um, let's 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 pray. Gracious Father, um, thank you uh, for the sacrificial love which you extend to us in Jesus, your Son. Uh, that you seek us, that we might be reconciled with you, uh, that we might know life. Lord God, and direct us. We pray by your Holy Spirit that as people who are filled with these gifts, we might be people who for whom uh, those gifts are, are, are made real uh, and alive in, in our relationships. As we go forth, go with us. And we pray all this now in Jesus' name. Amen. Amen.